0: gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Sooner or later, we're going to find ourselves in the grips of the big squeeze. American Tibetan Buddhist teacher Pema Chodron writes, when we find ourselves between a rock and a hard place, when we feel as if we're between the fingers of a big giant who is squeezing us, that's it. That's the big squeeze. And you thought this was going to be a Mother's Day sermon about hugging. (laughs) The big squeeze is that place with no wiggle room inside the difference between our ideals and reality. Parenting will put you into the big squeeze. Years ago, when Jamie was very little, I was invited to participate in the consecration of a bishop. My childcare fell through. I dressed her up and brought her along, and then at the last possible moment, I passed her off to the priest seated next to me, who had been really interested in her but was suddenly terrified. I went up to the altar to give a short talk I'd spent a lot of time preparing, fully aware of the symbolism of my participation in this sacred rite. And everything was fabulous, actually, until I made a sweeping gesture to my left and saw that Jamie had spit up all over the shoulder of my black robe. (laughs) I kept talking, but what printed out across my mind was, you will never be cool again. (laughs) If I ever was cool in the moment of that big squeeze, I got it. Vision and reality are really two very different things, and sometimes a world apart. Pema Chodron writes, there's a discrepancy between your inspiration and the immediacy of the situation. It's the rub between those two things that causes us to grow up, to wake up, to be 100% decent, alive, and compassionate. She continues, The big squeeze is one of the most productive places on the spiritual path, and in particular, in this journey of awakening the heart. It's worth talking about because when we find ourselves in that place again and again, Usually, we want to run away. Sometimes, we want to give up the whole thing. Times of the big squeeze feel like crisis periods. The big squeeze can take us by surprise, like a fish's experience of catch and release. Or it can feel like a long, slow crush of increasing intensity. Maybe it's a bad situation at work. Maybe it's not having work, and not being able to find it. I always feel the big squeeze most intensely in relationship. Friend or foe, there's nothing like a bad relationship with someone to squeeze us, or to wake us up, if that's what we choose. In 1999, through the International Peacemaking Initiative called Women Waging Peace, I met a wonderful woman named Nozipo, a survivor of the apartheid regime in South Africa. Nozipo had been imprisoned in solitary confinement. Her story was extraordinary, as was her spirit. Through the Truth and Reconciliation Commission hearings, the space was created for both her and her jailer to tell their entire story from beginning to end. How could Nozipo not be enraged and bitter, demanding that he should suffer now and pay her back for the time she lost with every remaining day of his life? Instead, she saw how he, too, had been a prisoner. And most stunning of all, You know, she said, my jailer has become my best friend. He visits me every day. We were together, she continued, when we were at our very worst. We understand each other. Now we are trying to heal together. The next time we find ourselves in the big squeeze with another person, let's invoke the image of Nozipo and her jailer as companions on their spiritual journey. Pema Chodron writes, being caught in the big squeeze humbles us, and at the same time, it has great vision. This is the interesting part. It softens us, and yet it has a big perspective. The work is not to reject, but also not to grasp. Here's a leadership trick called going to the balcony. When a situation gets dicey, climb higher and look down on it, taking in the widest view and a new way of seeing. Going to the balcony is also a great remedy for the big squeeze. I'm amazed by how often the information I get from that vantage point is to stop. Stop doing and just be. Don't push that river. That's a good antidote for me. If you tend to come from a more passive place, maybe you'll divine the opposite directive. Get moving. Recently, a friend was invited to give a talk at a conference. It was a big deal. I was so proud of him. He put together something really great, looked fabulous, headed off for the evening. He got there thinking he was a big deal, which he is. But they couldn't have been less focused on receiving their guest graciously. He was given dinner, but left to eat by himself. Later, partway through his talk, he felt that they weren't really listening at all, so he cut it short, and no one even complained. I think he got paid, but I forgot to ask. I was so astounded by their rudeness. So one minute he thought he was God's gift, and the next he was right on the verge of humiliation. This is the big squeeze being insulted and done in, as much by other people as by our own expectations. Then what? How about relieving ourselves of any preconceptions of how anything's supposed to be? Barring that for the rest of us humans, we might just work on coming into the present, With each breath, things change, and then they change again. Rilke said, one moment your life is a stone in you, and the next a star. Do you know that poem? It's called Sunset. Here it is. Slowly the west reaches for clothes of new colors which it passes to an ancient row of trees. You look, and soon these two worlds both leave you. One part climbs toward heaven. One sinks to earth, leaving you not really belonging to either, not so hopelessly dark as that house that is silent, not so unswervingly given to the eternal, as that thing that turns to a star each night and climbs, leaving you, it is impossible to untangle the threads. Your own life. Timid and standing high and growing, so that sometimes blocked in and sometimes reaching out, one moment, your life is a stone in you and sometimes a star. One of Pema Chodron's teachers said to her, you have to learn to be big and small at the same time. Pema Chodron writes, if we wish to communicate, if we really wish to open our hearts, Sooner or later, we are going to find ourselves in the big squeeze where we can't buy it and we can't throw it out, and we are caught in the juicy situation of being big and small at the same time. Life is glorious, but it is also wretched. Appreciating the gloriousness inspires us, encourages us, cheers us up, gives us a bigger perspective, energizes us, we feel connected. But if that's all that's happening, we get arrogant and start to look down on others, and there's a sense of making ourselves a big deal and being really serious about it, wanting it to be like that forever. The gloriousness becomes tinged by craving and addiction. On the other hand, wretchedness Life's painful aspect softens us considerably. Knowing pain is a very important ingredient of being there for another person. The wretchedness humbles us and softens us. But if we were only wretched, we would all just go down the tubes. Gloriousness and wretchedness need each other. One inspires us, the other softens us. They go together. My spiritual companions, we wouldn't wish the big squeeze on anyone. But given that inevitably we will find ourselves in its grip, let's make it an opportunity to wake up not struggling to wriggle free from it, but knowing that living through it is the way to freedom. The only way out is through. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. Let us open to the lessons. Our grit and grace will tell the story of our lives. Amen.